Okay, talk really quick. Can you hear me? Oh, Check great. one, two. I love it. Okay, ready? Ready. <laughs> This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. I am Kyle, here with Jesse, oh, as usual, and, and, and Eric Nix. Hey, guys. It's my friend, Eric. Hey, guys. He's thanks here. for having me. Oh, you, but thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. He's, uh, he's here to discuss a, a very important topic to all of us. On this special bonus episode, not ghosts. It it is ghosts. Good, good, good ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it. Well, it's, I mean, you have to do it. Right. It lends itself to that. <laughs> so, this this is the entire discussion right here. For ghosts, as for Bigfoot, there are many eyewitness accounts and even more accounts of sounds, feelings, and general awareness of something there. How can these be explained? Spirits from beyond or tricks of the mind? Wow, such a great topic. It sums it up. So, well, let's start with our guest. How, how are you doing, Eric? I'm all right. Yeah? I don't know. I got, got creeped out, like, researching this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no joke. Oh, no, I believe you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little freaky. Yeah, I was up late, late last night doing some research and awesome. reading ghost stories. and Perfect time. Yeah, to, was, that's the perfect yeah. time to look this up is late at night. <laughs> I did it in the middle of the day, and I was still terrified. But. Ah, hence your expertise on the topic. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Jesse? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just, I'm almost exactly the same as I was two weeks ago. That's, oh, really? So, yeah. Almost three weeks ago, right? I guess, yeah, I guess it would be almost three <laughs> weeks ago. It's not as much fun when you record them back to back. Nothing new happens in 20 minutes. Anyway, so, ghosts, let, let's hear a definition. Eric, did you find a definition for ghosts? Uh, you know what? I didn't, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we have prepared ones. Oh, good. Or Jesse has one. There was, well, that's, okay, there's an, there was a definition that I found later but it's more, it'll make more sense after we discuss Ooh. a little bit. Wow, jumping so, out of order. We'll I'm define save it, de- it. Define it as we go. That's totally fine. So we are talking about, but we're talking about like, I mean, it's not like white sheet with eye holes cut in it, right? That's not the, that's not the ghost we're talking about. Uh, it's not as much fun. No. No, I think, I think we're, that are we talking that about dead people? Definitely exists. Mm, but dead are we talking people. about dead people? Yeah. yeah. Dead people. Dead people. The spirits thereof. The spirits thereof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparitions. Apparitions. Okay. Uh, Is it just are we are we like limit limiting the discussion to just people who have lived before, or is it just any spirit whatsoever? Is a ghost. Most of the research I did was all on people that had lived before, like like people. What what if you were uh, bilocating? Oh, and your your essence is somewhere else. Would you call that a ghost? I mean, it's kind of a disembodied figure, I guess. I guess so. Doesn't so you don't have to be dead to be. A no, I guess not. Figure. You're okay. right. Yeah. Okay. But your research is all centered around dead people. Dead people. I think you, that's, you saw dead people in your research? I did. Okay. I think that's what we generally think of. I think yeah. that if right. you say ghost, that's the general connotation is that. I agree. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm for this as a I'm definition. I'm okay with that as a as a definition. It's a working agree. hypothesis. For for at least this discussion. Sure. Okay. What about okay, so there was something that, that came up when I was researching and it was it was just weird things happening and they never no one ever saw any any spirit or anything that they would you know nothing 
they never saw anything or anybody moving these objects sure. around, but they attributed it to, right. to something ghostly. Strange noises, like yeah. faces, yeah, or, faces yeah. appearing in, yep. in, in dust and, and stuff like that. But the one I got sidetracked on was uh, uh, photos. Oh. Um, oh. Like see, seeing images, people that weren't there in the photo. Oh appear once they developed or wow. via digital images or whatnot that's creepy yeah too. yeah that's what that's what creeped me out <laughs> yeah there seems to be little explanation for that kind of a thing yeah you know uh some of it i think back in the day when everything was more film-based right. mm-hmm. you know you kind of explain some of that away with like double exposure you know right. Right. things of that nature and yeah. yeah sure like a you know particle on the film or something yeah. But technology today, with all digital images, it's a little oh. harder to or if you like take, explain away. If you like take the same picture three times, you're like, oh, what is this thing in this picture? And you take it again, and it's still there. But when you look, it's not there. Like it's right, just, right. Yeah, I could see that being a little more unsettling nowadays mm. when you got your phone or something. I don't know. And you can creepy. see it instantly, right? And you know, it's not there. <laughs> so freaky. You're so, not showing up in any of my pictures. What's that? Uh, so I, <laughs> I suppose. This might be a tricky question. I might be doing a bait, a baiting this here. Mm. But uh, do, do you, do you, Jesse, believe in ghosts? Uh, in any form, after, mm. you minus a definition. Just if somebody came up to you and said, "Do you believe in ghosts?" No, okay. given given that context. Okay, no. Eric, two part answer. Oh, the uh, the Perfect. the the intellectual side of me wants to say. No, of course not. Uh-huh. The Fox Mulder in me says, <laughs> I want to believe. Like, there's uh-huh. something weird out there. That's right? totally fair. Yeah. Okay. I, I, think I'm, cool. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. But I think, I think it, it, in, in, uh, in the essence of Jesse's answer, if somebody walked up to me and said, do you believe in ghosts? I would say uh, no. But that, I think there's caveats to that, yeah. which I'm sure will come out in this discussion. Maybe, maybe a good answer is no, but. That I think yeah, it's, yeah, no, absolutely. but. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, because I've had an interesting experience where I personally feel like I've had an experience uh-huh. with a ghost, but this is great. Yeah. You, you, you care to share? Yeah, you? I okay, can, yeah, I can yeah. share. A Let's quick hear. story is, uh, it, you know, kind of boiled down. I heard somebody whisper my name in my ear okay. when nobody else was around oh, that's and weird. cannot for the life of me explain where that came from. Oh. And I was in a busy place. I was at work. This was oh. years ago when I worked, uh, in the park. Okay. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's <completely laughs> and, uh, I'm by myself and, I swear it sounded like somebody right in my ear whispered oh, in my ear, no. but I was had my back up against a wall. Nobody could have done that. Like it didn't come through an audio system of any sort. So uh, that's uh, that freaked me out quite yeah. a bit. Right. You don't tug at that thread mentally very often, do you? No, oh, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's too freaky. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's, a, that's unsettling. And the and the willies. I tried to find people real quick because I was by myself. Just yeah, like, yeah. okay, can't ab- can't abandon my post, but I really need to be around people, <laughs> real people, not whispers. <laughs> <in my ear. laughs> oh no, that's creepy. Oh man. Okay. So that being said, though, Jesse, you found a statistic. What what was the rest of America think about ghosts? Uh, the surprising part, the maybe the not surprising part, is thirty percent, thirty seven percent believe in hauntings. Okay. According to a, a two thousand five Gallup poll. Mm-hmm. The slightly more surprising number is 50% say they believe in ghosts. Interesting. I read that too. Yeah. What is the di- what, what what's the the main difference between just a ghost yeah. and a haunting though? I'm not sure. Wouldn't a ghost inherently haunt isn't like one a th- one a, one a noun and one a verb? I'm very confused. Apparently not. Yeah, I Eric, do you have any do you have any Oh, I didn't no, del- delineation. <laughs> it probably it's probably a, a statistical bugaboo. Yeah. 
depending on how or based on how they ask the question. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I could I could see that. Although I mean, you'd think, uh, yeah, a pollster as accomplished as Gallup would, would be able to eliminate those kinds of. You would like to think, <laughs> right? But I don't know. Their political polls kind of indicate that they're not very good at their yeah. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of that. Um, well, I mean, regardless of people believing or not believing, there's a plenty on TV about it. That's for sure. But how, how true are the things on TV? Like, <laughs> is it true TV? No, is it? And then they, are they on true TV? It sure passed off like it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's fair. What's the uh, so there? I mean, it's the show Ghost Hunters is the first thing I think of when I think of anybody who's like, yeah, sure, know, obsessively culture based, at least obsessive about proving or disproving or what, whatever you want to call what they're doing on that show. But like, is there is any of that methodology actually like valid? Like, can you can you like hunt ghosts? Do you think? Well, there is. A, I did a little bit of research. There's certainly a uh, an industry out there that's marketing to people that want to believe in ghosts and want to go be ghost hunters like yeah. the folks on the, the show. Um, I mean, they, they use different technologies. I use that loosely to try and interpret right. data that may not actually be there. Okay. You know what I mean? Like electromagnetic field, you know, meters Yeah. to try and verify when there's fluxes. And, it, and they, like I said, they sure pass it off on the ghost hunter shows. So that's, that's science. Ooh, science. science. My, me- my meter move. That because must be something's science. going on. <laughs> right. Well, it, I mean, they're not wrong. Something could be going on. Mm, this is true. It, is it uh, paranormal or is it completely normal? It's probably completely normal. Eh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but like, I think I think it's kind of like, like you said internally for you. Like, there's somewhere down deep, everybody wants to believe that what they're doing is true or productive. I guess. So. Right. But even even the science part aside, though, it's like, is it true? I don't even know. I wouldn't even know if you could disprove. I mean, like this is kind of an old idea. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a, I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think of a specific. You have it in your notes, so I'm leading at you, Jesse. My notes. Hundreds of years ago, though, people, people have been putting like to, writing about ghosts in literature, and in, I feel like there was something about. Well, no, Shakespeare wrote about ghosts, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah Shakespeare Macbeth. wrote about ghosts and Macbeth, and uh, oh no, it was just Macbeth. That's what I was thinking. This of. article has a has a source as old as the Bible. What? Mentioning ghosts. Let's hear it. It just says, ghosts have been popular, a popular subject for millennia, appearing in countless stories from the Bible to Macbeth and even spawning their own folklore genre. Oh, that's crazy. So, I mean, like, obviously the idea is hundreds of years old, thousands potentially, maybe so even be, older than that. That's what would be implied by millennia. I would, I would guess so. So, what about today, though? Today... What it? What are the? I don't know. What, what were the, you? What were you leading at? That's in the notes. Oh, I was leading. Oh, do you? You mentioned that uh, uh, Charles Dickens. Oh yes. Charles Dickens and his famous ghost from the Christmas Carol. That's right. Sure. That's what. Uh, I guess I should have been a little more leading than than just telling you it was in the notes. But anyway, you skipped ahead. We That's did. All right. Okay. So what? Let's see here. How to phrase? How to phrase? Okay. What happens nowadays that makes people think that they're ghosts? Other than you know, ghost hunters on TV and. You know, like uh, anecdotes, personal anecdotes that are that are handed around around campfires or otherwise. Like. Right. So, are you looking for are you looking for explanations that make people say non ghostly explanations for phenomena that make people think that ghosts are the cause? Nope. First, I want to hear what are what are the what are the phenomena themselves? I think I think Eric has some stories. That that is okay. what I'm the wanting to hear. Ah. <laughs> Uh, wasn't good at leading, leading down that road. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, there, we kind of mentioned apparitions, right? Mm-hmm. So seeing ghostly figures, yeah. there's things moving around the house when you, 
you know, like for example, like in the Poltergeist film, when oh, all, yes. the, all the furniture gets stacked upon each other, that sort of strange yeah. noises, mm-hmm. uh, disembodied voices, that sort of stuff. And has there been any explanation to like explain away any of these things happening though? Not that I, I not that I came across. Hmm. A lot of it's just hoax. You know, a lot. Of, I think some of it's explained away as yeah. somebody wants attention and they're making okay. up these stories to try and you know shine some light to their life. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Hmm. But I mean, like, there's old folklore and stuff that has been around, like stories that have been around for centuries. Like, oh, there's this person haunting the forest or something, or this house that right nobody's been in for hundreds of years, but they see the lights on all the time or something. I don't, I stuff like that. Like, those are, I mean, surely those are actual. Like, there are actual stories of this happening. It's not just inside of movies. True. Did There's, you find anything? Yeah, I, I I forgot to write some of this down, but uh, uh, Amityville is okay. based on supposedly based on a true story. Interesting. Uh, but, give us the overview for, so for anybody who doesn't know. Give me give me a quick second. No, no, no I'm not familiar with this one. I just need a reminder. I don't generally enjoy it's the Amity- Amityville Horror. Right? Amityville Horror. Yeah, yeah is the um, uh, the movie. I should have watched Ghostbusters for this. I feel like that's a, that's a misrepresentation yeah. of whether it's real or not. Is Bill Murray really a Ghostbuster? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Bill Murray is. <laughs> <laughs> he he might be a ghost. We have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, I've never seen it. Really? No. Hmm. It spawned it. was a... So, again, based on a true story, spawned a book shortly afterwards, then a film uh-huh. back in the... I believe it was in the late 70s was the first film, and then uh-huh. they did a remake and either late 90s or early 2000s yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, so um, I'm skimming this article real quick. Um, supposedly in this house uh, in 1974, Ronald Defoe Jr. shot and killed six members of his family <laughs> in uh, a large Dutch colonial house situated in the suburban neighborhood in Amityville on the south shore of Long Island, New York. Uh, shortly afterwards, in December '75, George and Kathy Lutz and their fi- uh, three children moved into that house. And after 28 days, the Lutzes left the house, claiming to have been terrorized by paranormal phenomena while living there. Uh, things that they uh, that they portrayed in the movies, it was written about in the book. Leading walls, uh, like an inordinate amount of flies that came from essentially nowhere. Uh, bugging the house visions that the father had seen. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's even a, a photo that I ran across of a little girl in a hallway when there wasn't a little girl in the hallway, Jeez. like peering around the corner sort of thing. So that's creepy. Yeah. So like, is the house still there? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I ran across an article that said it was for sale too. If anybody oh, has yeah. a spare 1.5 oh. million and want to maybe live in a haunted house. I have a feeling Although, that, that that cost is inflated a bit. Right? <laughs> sure. Sure. It is Long Island. Yeah, there's that, I guess. I guess it could just be the, the <laughs> comparable. Location, location, location. Yeah, absolutely. Clearly, the ghosts don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, there was a, and what, what, an article I did run across said that there were several families that lived afterwards mm-hmm. in that house that experienced no paranormal activity. Oh, so, okay. So, people so it's have not lived everyone it. that lives there. So people have lived in it since, and they're, they've, they've lived they're in dead. it for years and not had any issues. Mm-hmm. Correct. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's see that's what that's what makes it difficult, I suppose, right? Like to believe that, all right? It, it, to either like not believe in the ghosts or to believe that the ghosts were okay with the other people living there. They just didn't like that first family, right? Right. 
Maybe the kid was a jerk or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's really creepy. You know, there was a guy at work who said, just completely unprovoked by me recently. Yeah. He, he, we were just talking in the morning, and he goes, he goes, yeah, my wife can see ghosts. Huh. And he goes, I don't. I don't see him, but I'm not Irish. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> what time of the day were you having this discussion? <laughs> I was just around about midnight. Ah, no. Yeah. <laughs> when people are delusional. It was early in the morning. We'll the say there are, so, without <laughs> disclosing too much, the three of us work at the same company, but supposedly there are some haunted places at around our work. But I have yet, I've been, been there at every hour of the day and night for the last 13 years, and I have yet to see, seen some weird things. Definitely had some weird, nothing whisper in my ear. I've seen some weird things, but I've not seen anything I would classify as like. Is that where you were? Haunting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's uh, that's freaky. That I I did not I did not ask you where you were. I guess when the when the whisper happened, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't ever go near that building again. If that <laughs> it, it's just funny. Like of all the weird things I've seen, though, it's never been there. Like that's the right, one place right. I've been in the middle of the night, totally alone. I know I'm the only person in the building, and nothing weird's ever happened. And I have right. no idea. I have no explanation for it. And I've been in some weird, weird spots of that building too. So the, everything weird that's happened to me though has been like you know I'd hear a noise on the other end of an attic or something where right. where there are a ton of people working, and they're like, oh no, we went to lunch like an hour ago, and it's like, well, it could have been a rat. Like, sure, cause you, yeah, there's rats all common. over the place, I guess, but or cats or whatnot. Yeah, but that's that's really freaky. That, okay, that that adds that that adds yeah. some creepiness to it. If right. it was the same spot, I kind of assumed it was somewhere else. Well, it's interesting, you know. I, not to not to switch gears, but when I was reading through all of this and you kind of dig in a little deeper behind behind the scientific explanations or right. reasons for things like that, you know, uh, essentially those that are predisposed to wanting to believe are the ones that are going to right to yeah. to turn something in turn nothing into something right so yeah, that told, that i do sense. deep down want to believe in something because kind of fascinating yeah so maybe you know so i mean you maybe my own power of suggestion allowed me to to hear my voice in my ear i don't I, like well, good <laughs> i like it yeah that's the thing Guys, it's in the realm of possibility. well that's why we all get along so yeah well. i guess so <laughs> Everybody is a little bit crazy, but you, it's interesting that you, okay. So you t- you touch on the like scientific explanations and like, I, so I, I, I didn't want to like over research this too much because it is more of a fun topic than anything, but sure. I did find one article that had like four possible, possible. So even it, it, this article written in 2013, even like leaves some element of possibility to, to ghosts, but there, there was four possible scientific explanations for ghosts. And ultimately the four of them were, which we've touched on a couple of them, but sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. uh, brain glitches, carbon monoxide poisoning, and there's uh, an example of that. And then there's the fourth one is the most interesting because there's actually a uh, research study, I guess, that was done, and it's probably the most recent scientific explanation, which is the infrasound. Mm, uh, yep. And so it was sourced from a guy, uh, Coventry University lecturer Vic Tandy, was working in a medical lab in 1998. Um, and a lot of the people that worked in the lab had like had complained of chills and, or what they would describe as an unearthly presence, like brushing past them. The cleaning lady said she saw weird things at night, like just random objects around the lab moving. So um, Tandy decided he's like, I, I want to find out what's like what, what the weirdness in the lab is. Right. So uh, he published a paper, which I'm surprised like a medical journal like totally published this paper. Very brave of them uh, in the Journal of the Society of Physical Research. And it's called The Ghost Machine, which we'll, we'll link to it in the, the website. But uh, T- 
Tandy discovered uh, what was the acronym you used again for very very low frequency uh, uh, ELF ELF extremely extremely low. extremely low frequency standing wave, which is a sound wave that is just continuous and ongoing forever and ever and ever uh, at 19 hertz, which is just slightly lower than human perception. Human perception 18.98. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sakes! I'm rounding so. <laughs> Well, NASA, NASA did some details. research about 18 hertz. Okay. Even so. Well, that's fair. Like, it's interesting because it's, it's uh, just... Uh, same range. It's just yeah. shy of, like, human hearing. Human hearing is 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz, roughly, depending. And when right. I say hearing, I mean perception. Perception with the hearing organism. Right, with your ear yeah. is yeah. 20 hertz to 20,000 I think a lot of people couldn't actually... It's kind of like you... Oh, yeah, something's there. If you, you tell you, them it's you on, say, it's I on, hear it's something. On. Oh, yeah, I can tell. Like, I think you'd even describe it that way. Yeah. I hear something, but... Sometimes you're not even necessarily hearing it; you're feeling it. Sure. It's certainly way. not one of those frequencies that demands attention. No. You can just yeah. ignore it and go on. Yeah, about it's it. like it's stuff that low becomes droning or almost like completely subconscious. You just ignore it. So that's yeah. 20 hertz, but we're talking about we're talking about just slightly lower than that. So if you would ignore something at 20 hertz and just kind of be like, hey, "It's a low rumble. It's kind of irritating." Um, I could totally like I I don't know around here in California. Like I've totally I've. I mean, I work with audio systems, so I'm around noise a lot. So, and and so does Jesse. Uh, but like, if we put a standing wave out at like 20 hertz, 23 hertz, like in a sound system, we can actually reproduce that. Certain ones can. To me, like my first panic is always like it's an earthquake. It's the impending like because it doesn't raise an amplitude, but it's like it it sits at this level that makes me think that it's going to keep getting louder. Yeah. Or it's going to keep like shaking more, which is what a subwoofer would do. And so, in California, at least, living through the Northridge earthquake and other earthquakes that were not comparable but you know perceivable, it's just one of those things where it's like that's what I feel like is coming. Impending doom is what I feel. That's what I feel. Yeah. And so I can totally see it's something that's even lower than what you can actually audibly perceive would give you this feeling of uneasiness, especially sure. when you lived somewhere where you know, like I'm sure tsunamis which are usually triggered by earthquakes far away anyway, I'm sure there's some sort of low rumble that happens right before that. I could totally see this being something that would strike panic in you without you realizing that you've even heard anything. Right. So it, to me, it's, it's, about, about, it, it's, it's, it's about, about assertion that the two could be correlated. And there's a, an anecdote about the 2004 tsunami in Thailand Yeah. where a, a girl was riding an elephant along the beach, ah. and the elephant kept on wanting to bolt up, you know, away from the beach up to high land, high ground. Yeah. And then they, they figured out, in a few minutes that the elephant was picking up on the the elf and trying to get away wow and then they they had done that somebody made an observation later that there were very few wild animals who had actually been harmed by the tsunami because they all yeah. hightailed it well, i mean for, like we for, cats and dogs yeah. do that around here too and they start like acting up you know seconds before you know some some yeah. say like 30 30 seconds yeah. a well, minute before well, like by that, like uh, some of them, some of them even before, long before that, birds and stuff before oh, that. Oh yeah, like, they'll fly away. Yeah, like days before is what I've yeah. like. I've, well, I've I've heard. I know like scientific <laughs> research sure, to back that yeah. up. But what's, what's interesting, interesting is like hopefully you're hearing this episode. But by the time you hear this episode, the time I'm we're recording this episode, there's currently like a warning through this coming Tuesday, so two more days yeah. from now, mm-hmm. of uh, some potential earthquake activity. It will, it will be, be interesting, interesting, like knowing ahead. This is like really the first time they've ever made a bold prediction. Like there will be an earthquake above 3.5 or 4.0 on the Richter yeah, scale 4.0. before Tuesday or, or wow. there's a strong likelihood I think is what they said because nobody said there would be but this, this is really the first at least in my, my lifetime, lifetime of living in California I've seen anybody issue like a, a public service announcement about hey you should probably like yeah. know where your kits are right there's going stock to be an earthquake up. stock up like 
just know, have a plan in place, that kind of a thing. So it'll be interesting by the time you hear this podcast, uh, we'll have passed that window to see if anything actually happens. But I think I'm going to definitely be watching the next couple of days. I only read that announcement this morning, but be watching the next couple of days, my cat and my son, who kind of acts like a cat. Um, and see if they they act any weirder. I guess bet- between now and Tuesday. Any weirder? Is there weirder, like a weirder weird, is the key here? Weird they're, scale. They're already weird. Yeah. <laughs> Although I read I read an article about that, and it's only a one percent increase over the the standard. Right. The standard like weird. Normal, yeah. Yeah. Of like of of uh, an expected uh, earthquake happening. Right. Well, I'm not like, like the, what, what they're, they're basing oh, this off. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. To go on a brief tangent, what they're basing this off of is that there's been a lot of like. Earthquake activity in the like in the area of the San Andreas Fault, which is what runs through California, like north to south, uh, and they're like, oh, you know, it's relieving pressure, and it's like, yeah, but if a bunch, a bunch of little, little ones happen, happen, there isn't going to be a big, massive like San Francisco earthquake or Northridge earthquake. Like, it's going to be a bunch of moderate to medium to small ones, and we're right. not. And most of the small ones, like there are hundreds of earthquakes a day, we don't even feel. Yeah, because it's just no, quote unquote normal movement. So because they're low low frequency right so but like <laughs> circling back around using that thing it's like how at least in this state maybe even in other parts of the world like how do we know it's not the way that standing wave isn't caused by just the earth like the in in uh, tandy's research it was a it was a what a fan i think in his lab or something oh yeah, i was I read reading that. it but i didn't get down that far mm, let's see yeah, the culprit producing that. the infrasound yeah. as it turned out was a new ventilation fan that has been had been installed at the other end of the lab when the fan was switched off the standing wave and all the spookiness accompanying it went away so it says it turned out infrared can mess with people's brains and even trigger madness. Infrared? In in Infra- wait, infrasound. Infrasound. Oh, sorry. The, 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 the prefix is the same. Yeah. Infrared, infrasound. So. Now, did you, in your research, did you find anything around electromagnetic fields? I, I didn't. So I didn't dig that deep based on, okay. like, I, I knew you had done a lot of research. Yeah. And being that you are a guest, I did not want to act. I didn't. I don't mind stumbling on the same research Jesse does, but I didn't want to do that to you. So I didn't dig any deeper than this. So you purposely what, avoided it. I did. So what, what do you have? So in the same in the same sort of realm that these infrasound could be, you know, throwing you off. You feel like something's weird. Electromagnetic fields have the same uh, can have the same effect on people. Okay. Uh, so there's a Canadian neuroscientist, Michael Persinger. Uh, he studied the effects of electromagnetic fields on people's perceptions, uh, and he hypo- hypothesized that uh, that pulsed magnetic fields uh, on a conscious level can make people feel like there's another presence in the room. Uh, oh, okay. And he's actually created this helmet called the God Helmet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need one of those. Right. I think we all Is do. it made of foil? <laughs> In my head, absolutely. Uh, apparently, I th- actually think it was like a hockey helmet or something like that. Yes. Was, yes. Uh, and Freddy mask. Uh, and oh, I, yes. I didn't watch the full videos. It's funny because I actually heard this on a podcast recently, too. Uh, uh, and I think it was a TED Talk, actually, that uh-huh. spoke about this, this experiment. So you put this helmet on. Uh, and he can pulse these electromagnetic waves at your brain for they said, 15 to 30 minutes. And the people wearing it would all of a sudden think that there's a third person or some sort of entity mm-hmm. or something else in the room with them other than Mr. Dr. Kissinger. Yeah. So that's, that's so creepy. I mean, and, and, and knowing that, you know, uh, this day and age, we're probably bombarded with, 
yeah. electromagnetic fields sure. all day long. Well, way more than you would think. And it's funny because that, that actually, this brings up a, an article I read probably f- almost five years ago now, um, which I'm going to look for it and I'll post it to the website because it's really interesting. It made me think about that exact thing, how much electromagnetic field there is. So this guy, I, completely unrelated to me looking up anything. This showed up on like uh, some tech blog or something or some tech tw- Twitter feed. This guy had implanted a magnet in his pinky, and he just left it there. I forget exactly why he did it. Hopefully, I find the article, and you can read it and figure this out. <laughs> seemed like the thing to do. Right, but he did it, and he said, you'd be surprised. Like, he, he lived in New York, so he, he said, you'd be surprised. I'd be crossing the street in New York, and I could feel the subway beneath me when the car would go by because they're electric, electric third-rail sure. trains. And he said, you, like, you could feel that. You could feel when um, an, an electric car would drive by. You could, like, he said, you, you, it might, I would feel like a slight attraction from that like his left hand or right hand or whatever it was towards certain objects and he said it's just weird like it, it was like another sense and he, and he said like you know it adds a bunch of difficulty to your life but it like you will see the world in a completely different way uh than than you would if you did like you because you just ignore it but like it makes perfect sure. sense though if you had something that was directing that energy more at you like a magnet in your finger or a foil hat right um i mean a hockey helmet sir <laughs> uh then then you like, like I could totally see you seeing different things, like right. maybe even like inventing what you're seeing a little bit more, eh, or reading into it. I guess I don't know, but I, I could definitely see that changing your perception of the world around you. That makes more sense. Yeah. Does anybody like? Does he use that device to debunk like ghosts in general or, or paranormal activity in general, or is it it's more? A good about- question. I don't, I'm not sure what the. I have to. I'd have to dig in a little more and see what the uh, what the reasoning was behind it. But. Yeah, interesting. Wow, that's uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, the article just loaded. He 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 describes it as like a sixth sense. Mm. That's crazy. I know. Maybe you could put a magnet in some part of your brain that could actually. Oh, Uh, I'm just looking up. Wow. Uh, To study creativity, religious experience, and the effects of subtle stimulation of the temporal lobes. Interesting. Yeah, and I think a a side effect of that was yeah (laughs) was oh people perceive another entity or a ghost mm. or a really something in that's with them. man that's that's such a wild experiment but like i mean right. it is an explanation um maybe to some other things i mean definitely like the like the ghost hunters thing like you said they they use like an electromagnetic meter to detect differences and it's like the problem is is that there's so many things that generate electromagnetic fields right. mm-hmm. and i mean at least like as i'd mentioned previously working with audio equipment is like that's like certain death on a clean audio signal is an electromagnetic uh, interference. And so it's something that we're, we're hypersensitive to as we like create cabling and, and layout of cables and stuff. It's just amazing. Like you'd be, you'd be surprised about how much science is involved in just like prepping like a concert for the night and like where you put out the, the high, high electricity, high, high capacity electricity. Why am I not thinking what it's called? High voltage electricity versus where you put like the audio equipment. Because, and I mean, it matters, it matters less, less now with digital, like mm-hmm. the di- digital age, but like back when I started doing this in 1997, like you couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't cross, cross pow- high voltage power cables with like what a microphone cable is, which is low voltage, yeah. unless you did it at 90 degrees, because you'd get really crazy interference. So don't cross the streams is what you're saying. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> don't, don't leave the streams. You can cross perpendicularly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure if I, if my dear friend Ken listens to this, I'll probably get corrected about, no, you can't even do that. There's still interference in about what <laughs> how he talks? When oh, he's, when, he's grumpy, like when he's grumpy, he does. I know which Ken you're talking about. <laughs> Anyway, so electromagnetic, like, is there anything? So let's see, we covered electromagnetic 
fields and uh, and infra sounds. Yeah, or you can just ELF infrasound ELF. Oh yeah, yeah, extremely yeah. low frequency. That's but right. imagine the two working in concert. Oh man. And, oh yeah. Well, you, you do that. You do that. You give some oxygen deprivation, and you could really sure. have yourself a party. And who doesn't? And who sleeps enough anymore? So right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Wham. I'm sleeping Man. right now. Bam. Bam. Hit all four <laughs> of them. Uh, you know what? A, a, a strange little antidote that I that I found uh, a uh, engineering professor at Clarkson University, Shane Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, said at a lot of these haunted sites that you could go to, where people have said they've experienced something, a a common occurrence was mold. Oh yeah, and thinking like you know natural elements of some sort are in the same way that you know these sounds and, and fields could do something to you that maybe these toxins or something in the mold makes you perceive something that's not there and you see it like, like hallucinations yeah entire, entire hallucinations that's I mean like it's interesting it's interesting what the body does and presents you presents your brain with as reality when you have like things that are out of the normal state like oxygen deprivation or some chemical imbalance or apparently if you're hearing something you're not really hearing uh any of those things like it's just really it's really interesting to me that that like can trigger this i, I think like what leaves the sliver of like possibility of for for like ghosts in the traditional sense though is that multiple people seeing the exact same thing right it's like okay well if i have like some hallucination and jesse has a hallucination like i granted there's the power of suggestion but like what if jesse told an impartial person i saw this at this place, at this time, and I said to the same person without talking to Jesse at all and without having any previous knowledge of anybody seeing anything somewhere and said the same thing. I think that's what gets on people or stories like that. Right, right. And I mean, there are some threaded parts of those stories where it's like, well, there was a murder here. And it's like, well, I, I, oh, was the, it was a murdered child and everybody sees the same same, same type of kid, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, eh, how, I, I'm sure, sure like people who really investigate this stuff because of their curiosity or because of their... TV show, I guess they, you know, they really look into like trying to debunk the debunking before it even gets there where they're right. like, well, you know, this person saw, thought they saw a blonde kid and this person thought they saw a brunette kid like that, you know, the light was probably different. And so therefore it, it could have been, a, it was a, it was a, a hmm. combination of the two. You could say it's blonde. You could say it's brunette. You just don't know, you know, like <laughs> things like that. Right. But, but like, like really, really it's, I mean, the, the, I think the burden of proof is on people, the burden, burden on proof, proof of people who haven't seen the, the apparition or ghost or whatever, you know, is is on them. I think yeah. the burden of proof is on, on the person trying to disprove what somebody else saw. Right. That person's convinced they saw it. Yeah. So, and even if you tell somebody like, well, you know, you were oxygen deprived, they're like, well, how do you know is oxygen deprived right then at that moment? Like it could just, you know, there's so, so many, many, so many explanations to explain like why the science wouldn't add up. So yeah, that's a really interesting question. Where does the burden of proof lie? Because no, I don't think anybody has an advantage of, of proving or disprove it. How are you going to prove right. or disprove? Right. Yeah. It's really hard to disprove something, though. I, th- I think it's much much more difficult to disprove something than it is to prove something. But if you could if you could show evidence of the presence of mold or ELF in, right. the, in an area, sure. then that would go pretty far. Right, right. Yeah, but the only way to, the only way to present proof against Pro- yeah. something is to present an actual tangible... Fall, falls a little thing. short of proof, but... It does, because you can't say that, like, what, how do you know that mold didn't grow days after the person saw it? Like, yeah. And that could be their response. Yeah, how do you know the ghost didn't plant that mold there? Right, right. to get people yeah. out of his moldy, I mean, his ghosty hair. <laughs> he could have gotten people out of his ghosty hair. So, no, but that, that does, does lead, lead to, to, like, one, one of the points in your, in your outline, Jesse, uh, is outline. that what, what, what makes ghosts so scary... Before before we like pull the curtain back on your outline, like yeah. Eric, what do you think makes ghosts so scary? 
think it's just that unknown, right? Like the, I think it goes back to not being able to prove it too. Like if you swear you right. saw something and you can't explain how whatever happened, whether that's something mm-hmm. whispering in your ear or tapping you on the shoulder or yeah. something moved in your house and you swear nobody else was around and it's been moved. It's that, that sense of that's out of my control. I don't know how mm. to explain it. So how did that happen? Right. Like I yeah. think that's what makes that so, so scary. Yeah. The unexplainable. Okay. Yeah. What do you, you what do you think, Jesse? Same thing? Uh, the, Yes, I think I think that is right. Okay, we just don't know. We don't know what it is, what it wants, what they want. Right? Are they are they out to get us? Right. Are they just kind of hanging around? Just What's <laughs> uh, loitering's highly suspicious activity? So yeah. what what are you doing here? This is my house. I didn't invite you. <laughs> Why are you here? Trespassing. Goodness. I think that's the that's probably what it is for me. It's yeah. just. It's terrifying because, I mean, Jesse, the way you phrased it in the outline was it's because we don't understand what they are. And I think that that for, that for me is totally it. Is It's like mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what you define ghost as, which I, did we ever get to your definition of ghost? Uh, there was an, another another part to it. And we didn't really we didn't get into the quantum theory of ghosts. Oh, but, no, we, we, we got to come back to that in just one second. OK, but I think that that's what it is for me is like it doesn't matter how you define ghost is that. Is it a dead person that's, you know, haunting you? Is it just a complete apparition? Like, it really doesn't matter. It's this unexplainable thing that's there. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to hurt me, if it's malicious, if it's benevolent. I, I don't know what the purpose is. Right. So, granted, I haven't had a lot of uh, what I would call unexplained interactions with, uh, like, I, nobody's whispered. Nothing's whispered in my ear, and there's been nobody around. Uh, and like I said, I've seen weird things, but there's always been like some sort of very hyper rational explanation as to like, like I said, like a rat scurrying through an attic or a cat scurrying through an attic or what, like take, take your pick. But there's always been some explanation as to what, what things are. And I'm definitely put myself in places I would define as very creepy at, in the middle of the night, potentially with oxygen deprivation. I have no idea <laughs> or mold. I also have right. no idea there either. Uh, but nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna miss. But nonetheless, I like, I think like I have been places and been like, this is very spooky. I, I, I don't really like being scared. So I tend to like try to correct that situation pretty quick, but I'm the opposite. Like I, I enjoy it to, to a point you like, I, I visit, <laughs> you know, Halloween font type things. Yeah. I enjoy a scary movie every once in a while, although yeah. I'm such a chicken about it. I, I enjoy it and I hate it at the same time because <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it and then oh. it's like torture because then I won't go to sleep at night or every little sound in the house. Yeah. is like, right. well, obviously that's the ghost. Uh-huh. There's something in there with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I hate being scared so bad because like I'm one of the, I think I'm just one of those people and this is how my wife describes me a lot too is I just don't like not being in control. And so like scary movies, the whole point of how they freak you out is the element of surprise, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't like surprises. Mm-hmm. And I frequently ruin my own, like my wife will try to buy me something and I'll figure it out before she does or surprise parties don't work so well on me because <laughs> I'm always like nosing into it because I, li- I don't like the unexpected. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. So control freak, whatever you want to call it, that, that is me. So the haunted houses should capitalize on this ELF idea. And start emitting some. Absolutely, man, that would be or some. That yeah. Might be, oh yeah, too much. <laughs> that that too throw, much. throw some some ELF, some EMF, the yeah. elect, their electromagnetic field. Yeah. A little bit, sprinkle a little bit of mold in there. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, and, and shut all the doors, man. Just uh, and suck all the oxygen out. There's some pretty extreme houses out there now. There I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that some With of them are trying things forms. like this. Right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
I wouldn't know. I, I mean, especially since there's like, I mean, this guy wrote, a, this was only, what, 10, nope. Almost twenty years ago that this happened, but like when, when was it? the nineteen ninety eight, the oh, yeah. Tandy's research, his paper that was published. Man, ninety eight was a long time ago. I know. I keep wanting to be like that like was only like yesterday. ten years ago, but it's you know damn near yeah. twenty years ago. Anyway, yeah. Um, was, enough was, about how old we all are. The uh, <laughs> yeah, but like you would think that more people would have like capitalized on that research and been like, well, this is this is evidence here that you can totally force somebody to hallucinate. I guess like. Hallucination has such connotation to it, but that that's essentially what's happening. Yeah. They're seeing things that aren't there, or you know, they're perceiving things that aren't aren't there to be perceived. So now, I agree with you. I don't know why ha- haunted houses don't capitalize on this. It's not hard to produce these frequencies. It's very easy. I think they can probably make enough money without investing the the additional capital and sure. research it would Man. take to reproduce these. Clearly, results. we're all we're all missing our we're missing our market. We should all go work at. Uh, at uh, Halloween Haunt at right. the nearest theme park, and come visit the Impossible Things Haunted House. Yeah. Coming oh, to you next season, where all things are possible, <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to make you see it. <laughs> Here's your God helmet. Welcome to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Looks a lot like a foil hat. Just ignore that. Yeah, it's you're just get really it's scared. It's going to be the awesome. Theme. Just put on this helmet <laughs> <laughs> and uh, try not to try not to hurt yourself. Okay, and on your merry way. All right. So okay, so quantum <clears throat> theory of ghosts. Let's you ready? Are you yes. ready for this? Okay. This is kind of in the vein of. Uh, to catch Eric up, this is yeah. there's been a lot of quantum quantumization, yes, quantum quorums in this month's episode. Yes. I like it. There you go. That's the the idea the, the that we can't theme. do a, an episode without a quantum reference. Yeah, a quantum quorum. <laughs> Great, <laughs> I love it. But this month has had a lot of references to quantum physics, quantum science, Theory, quantum mechanics, quantum mechanics. It. Okay, sorry. And quantum theory of ghosts. Here's another. Here's here here's the finality at the end of the month. Okay, so. Uh, let's establish as our framework that the theory of gravity, uh, think of it as a, we've all seen this grid, right? Then the representation of space time, yes. it's kind of a, a grid more or less flat. You drop a, usually we see a planet mm-hmm. dropped in the middle, say earth. And then that, that helps us describe an orbit yep. where a, another body is orbiting around. But the, the dent that the planet makes in the, in the space time, uh, continuum yeah. is what draws it's the mechanism that draws another body to orbit it. So the, the overall theory is that more uh, an, an entity with more density depresses the space-time more, which draws more, more other objects to it. So the heavier and denser, like say a black hole, the densest, heaviest thing that we know of in the universe draws everything that can reach into it, and it just becomes heavier and denser. So apply that to... To to apply that to ghosts, imagine each person creating their own small dent in space-time. Okay. If that person's body is removed, the dent in space-time remains. Okay. All right. I can there, follow that. Yeah. There okay. you have an impression. Impression. Oh, a double double meaning of impression. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, you can, if you perceive this impression. Yeah. Of, of it. And it would look, you know, you could perceive it as kind of a transparent, just a, an, an essence of something, but not the thing itself. A translucence. Maybe. Just, or. Uh, even just a. Uh, well, it's like, okay. like, like a, okay, so like a, let me see if I can describe it this way. So you have like a memory foam mattress and, uh-huh. you, and you, you lay a body on the memory foam mattress. Memory foam mattress <laughs> is like a space time continuum here. <laughs> you lay the body on that. When the body gets up, that impression is still there. Sure. And so I can see mm-hmm. it there, and it might even look like a ghost laying there, 
but it's not. That is is that incredibly apt. Yes. Yeah, I think that's exactly what <laughs> we I was went. We to didn't even plan that one, listeners. <laughs> so, so do you believe that that stays around, like that that impression, that like well, would it, forever? But, yeah, would it be forever or would uh, it be temporary? Because it doesn't in our, fade in our poor memory foam example. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a great question. I imagine it would have. It would have to stay the, for at least some time. The object right. making the impression isn't there anymore. I would think it would spring back at some point, but maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. So well, the, I mean, it depends on how elastic the space-time continuum is. Yes, so. With an object that tiny. I'll Google it. Elasticity of uh, <laughs> space-time. I'm, I'm, hang on. No, we have to actually do it now. <laughs> like that's. So the, the, the phrase that they use in this article, uh, I, don't, I don't know who actually wrote it. I think it's just a blog post but the the idea was originally developed by professor max bruin phd thank goodness he's a phd yep he knows what he's talking about so the, there's a phrase that they used as a definition for ghosts and the phrase is an impression upon the subatomic weave of the universe created via strong emotion of a sentient observer oh oh goodness that's <laughs> <laughs> so i think that I think they're they're making another jump that I didn't describe, but the they're saying that the emotional state of the observer is part of what's allowing them to perceive the extra. Which is why people see their depression. dead relatives and friends. Yeah, right. Is that what you're? Is that I what think, you're leaning at? Or I think is that's that what they're where, leaning at. I think that's what they're going for. Okay. So this, uh, believe it or not, Jesse, when you do Google that, you actually get a okay. result. Is it a, some sort of equation? It's uh, no. It's actually it's not an equation. At least not that I can find here because it's it's actually it's a what i found is a stack exchange topic in physics okay stack exchange is a uh, forum an online forum but this person said this person asked the exact same question we did um and it was dis- described he said imagine space as a two-dimensional sheet got this from brian green who wrote a book about this planetary bodies resting on it which i think is ultimately exactly what you just described yeah so what he's saying is uh if you were pulling if you were pulling this sheet from all sides over a period of time, you would cause the depression of the planetary body to decrease and eventually become flat. Uh. Which if we go back to reality, which would mean the gravitational constant, in quotes, had changed to the point where planetary body had no influence on those objects which were previously orbit orbiting around it or even residing on its surface. So his question is, is that actually true? Will the depression go away? And there are about 300 responses to that. Yeah. But there's one that is marked as the correct answer. No, uh. it does not. You are taking the rubber sheet analogy too far. It's only meant to help you accept the fact that objects curve space-time and that their motion is affected by its curvature. If you go any further into the general relativity of that, the analogy breaks down. In uh. particular, the rubber sheet analogy is nothing to say about the expansion of space-time. It's a red herring. It's a red herring. But he wrote another answer on it. I'm going to just link this entire forum sure. uh, question... Question number 18,768 okay. <laughs> of Stack Exchange. Anyway, but there's a result. That was my point, is that Google has once again answered a question that is un- unanswerable. Might be the wrong answer, but it's still there. <laughs> Brian Green, interesting cat. I'll yeah, sounds like pull up his it. Wikipedia page. Oh? Yeah. Well, well, that's just too much. Anyway, okay. We've, we've, we've I think, not derailed, but we've, we've railed this, art- or this topic appropriately. Yeah. Would, wouldn't you agree? I think we, I think we have. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really curious. Did you research anything else that, that we left hanging? Oh yeah, out there? yeah. Did we leave anything uh, let me hanging? Look, let me look. If there's anything else interesting, we need to know it. Yeah, we gotta bleed this topic dry. 
No, you know, one that, you know, uh, when you come to explanations and whatnot, I, uh, the one that keep kept popping up was the just the idea that people want to believe or yeah, right. that it's a, a it's a coping mechanism for more mortality. Oh, right? oh yeah. That yeah. I don't want to believe that I'm going to die. Yeah. So maybe maybe seeing a ghost gives me hope that oh, oh okay. I'll just wander around aimlessly and scared the no Jesus out of people. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll just keep hanging around. Yeah, here. I'm not going I, anywhere. I like it here. <laughs> I'm going to hang out for a while. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah, so I think it pushes people to want want to believe. I certainly think there's some there's definitely some psychology like surrounding this topic mm, that yeah, plays yeah, into it. Whether whether like I mean it doesn't. I'm not saying explains. It definitely plays into it though, and the perception thereof. I think it's it's an interesting. I mean, if I was a psychologist, there's so many things, so many things out in nature in quotes that I would find fascinating uh, to study, and that's definitely one of them. Is just like the yeah. why. You know what? What makes people choose to like? What drives them? Like, is there a, is there an average that drives people to like want to believe in ghosts? Right. You know what specific part of mortality is it? You know, is it just the finality in it, or is it related to a belief system as well? Like, what right. what things overlap? It's really curious. It's a really curious uh, rabbit hole, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for all the research. Thanks for the info. Yeah. yeah. Was a great was, discussion. Uh, that was cool. Hope I get invited back someday. Yeah. Fun. Well, we already covered your other favorite topic, but. I think we're, we're going to cover it again, right? What's did, that? Did we already? Well, no. See, Batman. Batman, we got to cover again. Definitely, we got to do that Batman. anyway. But <laughs> no, I mean, it, wait, wait, where's aliens on our list? Eric oh, loves aliens. We did. I got to go. Look at the time, guys. <laughs> 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 did we already cover that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Season. I thought we already covered it. Season so, three. So okay, you're you I'm luck out this then. time. You're safe. Good. Maybe we'll just stick to. Yeah. We'll stick to super superheroes. Anyway, okay. I, I think that's it. That's the end for October. This is, a, this is a good bonus episode. Great. Yes. This was a bonus? I think this was in the normal. Is this in the normal? I thought this, no, I thought this was it's a bonus. In, no, no. This is definitely one of the... Surely you're not serious. You're right. This is a real core episode right here. I had no idea. Man, look at that. Yeah, you were right. It was, it was only two weeks ago we were talking about being in two places at once. Man. <laughs> Anyway, well, I get, next week, next week there will be a bonus episode. That is not this. There's this is a long month. Yeah, for our, for it is. We, we have a we have a. I think we have a four, fifth, fourth. It's a five weeker. It's a five weeker. It is a five weeker. Anyway, nonetheless, we'll we'll talk to you next week in some form or another. Yes. Whether it's us being in two places at once or uh, appearing in front of you as a ghostly apparition. Whether you <laughs> knew it beforehand or not. Exactly. Okay, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. Impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.